For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. I will arise and go forth to the house of my father. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. House of my young. Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject, The Messianic Understanding of the Traditional Passover Seder. This is part two of the series. The fifth step of this process is the father will take the feather, the spoon, and the leaven and will wrap these things in a linen cloth and cast them outside of the house to be burned. The spiritual meaning and application of this is when the sins of the world were put upon Yeshua, he died on the tree, and in dying on the tree, they wrapped him in linen clothes. John chapter 19, verse 40. Then took they the body of Yeshua and wound it in linen clothes with the spices as the manner of the Jews is to bury. Yeshua then went to a place of fire in burning. In Acts chapter 2 verse 22, 24, and 27 it is written, Ye men of Israel, hear these words. Yeshua of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs which God did by him in the midst of you as you yourselves also know, whom God has raised up having loosed the pains of death because it was not possible that he should be holden of it because you will not leave my soul or his soul in Hades in hell neither will you suffer your holy one to see corruption this is the custom of searching your house for leaven prior to the celebration of Passover itself which the Passover season inaugurate the days of unleavened bread where no leaven is allowed to be in your houses. Now let's look at the element of the Passover Seder, the reason for these elements and what they represent. The elements of the Passover Seder are meant to be used to help to recreate and tell about the event of Passover. One of the items on our Passover plate is a shank bone. In Hebrew, it is known as a zeroah. Usually, this shank bone is of poultry and it is to be roasted. It represents the Passover lamb which was sacrificed in the days of the temple. Zeroah in Hebrew means arm, and this is a term for Yeshua in Isaiah chapter 53 verse 1, which says, Who has believed our report, and to whom is the Zeroah, the arm of the Lord, revealed? All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his 
own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all, as it says in Isaiah 53, verse 6. We have as well three pieces of matzot, which is unleavened bread, on our Seder plate. Matzah, or unleavened bread, represents being without sin. Leaven in the Bible speaks of sin. Matzah is a picture of Yeshua who is without sin, as we're told in 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 22. If we look at the matzah itself and the characteristics of a matzah, we can see that it is a picture of Yeshua. The matzah is pierced. It says about Yeshua in Psalm 22 verse 16 and Zechariah chapter 12 verse 10 that he was pierced. The matzah is striped. We're told in Isaiah 53 verse 5 that Yeshua was striped and the matzah is flat. It There is no leaven in the matzah. It is then symbolically without sin and Yeshua is without sin as we are told in Isaiah 53 in verse 9. Next we have a roasted egg known as a beitza. The beitza is a remembrance of the additional lamb that was eaten during Passover known as the Hagiga. The commandment regarding Passover is you are to eat the entire lamb and you are to eat until you are full. In Exodus chapter 12 verse 4 it says if the household be too little for the lamb let him and his neighbor next unto his house take it according to the number of the souls. Every man according to his eating shall make your count for the lamb. In Deuteronomy chapter 16 verse 2 it says you shall therefore sacrifice the Passover unto the Lord your God of the flock and of the herd in the place which the Lord shall choose to place his name there. Because the sacrifice of the Passover was to be of the flock and the herd it was seen it was possible then to have an additional lamb. The beitza is a remembrance of the additional lamb that was eaten during Passover known as the Hagiga. The Passover lamb could only be eaten in Jerusalem. In the days of the temple pilgrims who traveled to Jerusalem for Passover would register at the temple court and eat in groups of 10 to 20 people. A representative for the registered group would go into the temple and sacrifice their lamb for the entire group. One lamb may not be enough for everyone to be full if there were 20 people. In this circumstance a second lamb would be roasted known as the Hagiga and the Hagiga represents a peace offering. Another item on our Seder plate is Maror or Hasaret known as bitter herb. Traditionally the two herbs on our plate are romaine lettuce used as Hasaret and horseradish used for Maror. Two herbs are required to be eaten during Passover based upon the commandment in Exodus chapter 12 verse 8 and you shall eat the flesh in that night roast with fire and unleavened bread and with bitter herbs they shall eat it. One of the bitter herbs is romaine lettuce. Romaine lettuce first tastes sweet and later becomes bitter. The sweet represents the Egyptian or worldly experiences and the temporary pleasures of sin. At first sin to our flesh is fun and exciting Later, however, we understand the errors of our ways, the deceitfulness of sin, and how it brings bitterness into our lives and causes us to go and be in 
bondage. Another bitter herb is horseradish. Horseradish has got to represent the bitterness that comes to our lives from being in sin. The next item is haroset. Haroset is a mixture of chopped apples, nuts, cinnamon, and spices. Haroset represents the mortar in Egypt. It also represents the sweet taste of freedom from Egyptian bondage. Carpus is a green vegetable that appears on the Passover Seder plate. It represents spring or rebirth. Next, in conducting the Passover Seder service, we're going to have four cups. The four cups of Passover relate to the four I wills of redemption found in Exodus chapter 6, verses 6 and 7, which says, Wherefore say unto the children of Israel, I am the Lord. I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. I will rid you out of their bondage. I will redeem you with a stretched out arm and with great judgment, and I will take you to me for a people. These I wills are seen as being progressions of stages of redemption from initial redemption to complete and total redemption. Complete and total redemption is a picture of the messianic age and ultimately the new heavens and the new earth. These four cups will teach us about our personal salvation in Yeshua. The four cups are going to represent the cup of sanctification. The second cup is the cup of affliction and deliverance. The third cup is the cup of redemption. And the fourth cup is the cup of his coming kingdom. We also have the cup of Elijah, which is part of the Passover Seder item. The cup of Elijah is not drunk, but it is poured out. The cup of Elijah reminds reminds us that before Messiah will return, that Elijah will precede his coming. In Matthew chapter 17, verses 10 and 11, it is written, And his disciples asked him, saying, Why then do the scribes, the teachers of Torah, say that Elijah must first come before the Messiah? Yeshua answered and said unto them, Elijah truly shall first come, that is future, and restore all things. And the prophecy of this is found in Malachi chapter 4 verses 4 and 5. Remember the Torah of Moses my servant which I commanded unto him in Horeb for all Israel with the statutes and judgments. Behold I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. Elijah comes to restore all things. The restoration is to remind the people the God of Israel to follow the Torah of Moses. Now let's go over and understand the 15 steps of the Passover Seder service. Step number one is Kadesh and the first cup. Kadesh is the sanctification of the day. The first of the four cups are filled at this time. Traditionally, each participant will fill each other's cup. Why is this done? Because in ancient times, nobility never poured their own cup. In doing this, we are reminded that Passover is the festival of our freedom, and we are to see ourselves as kings and priests before the God of Israel, as it says in Revelation chapter 5, verse 10. After the cup is filled, the cup is lifted in the right hand and the following blessing is 
recited, I am ready and prepared to observe the commandment to drink the first of the four cups for the sake of the God of Israel and his presence. May it be counted in the name of all Israel. In lifting up the cup in the right hand, the right hand is going to represent the Messiah. In Exodus chapter 15 verse 6, it says, Your right hand, O Lord, has become glorious in power. Your right hand, O Lord, is the one that dashed in pieces the enemy, that drowned Pharaoh and his army in the sea. That was done by the right hand. The Messiah did that. Psalm 44 verse 3, For they got not the land in possession by their own sword, neither did their own arm save them. It wasn't by their personal physical might, but your right hand in your arm in the light of your countenance because you had favor unto them. And Yeshua said in John chapter 12 verse 32, And I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. Yeshua is the true vine. His vineyard is the nation of Israel. In Psalm 80 verse 8 it says, You brought a vine out of Egypt. You have cast out the heathen and planted it. You planted the vine. Psalm 80 verse 15. In the vineyard which your right hand has planted, who planted the vineyard that came out of Egypt? The right hand who is the Messiah. The Messiah brought his people from Egypt. And the branch that you made strong for yourself. Isaiah chapter 5 verse 7. For the vineyard of the Lord of hosts is the house of Israel and the men of Judah his pleasant plant. And in John chapter 15 verse 5 Yeshua said I am the vine you are the branches. He that abides in me and I in him the same brings forth much fruit for without me you can do nothing. Step number two is your heart. Your heart is the ceremonial washing of hands. In this step, the host of the Passover Seder will take a bowl of water and pour water over the hands of each participant. What's the spiritual application of this? In celebrating Passover, you are to see yourself as if you are a king and a priest before the God of Israel. In the days of the temple, the priest would wash their hands before entering the temple and would raise their hands showing the God of Israel that their hands are clean before him. The hands represent what you do, that your heart and your heart motives are pure and clean before him. In Psalm chapter 24, verses 3 and 4, it is written, Who shall ascend unto the hill of the Lord? What's the hill of the Lord? Mount Zion. Who's going to ascend and be on that mountain? And who's going to stand in his holy place? He that has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully. The water is poured on each other's hands, indicating living water, or in Hebrew, Mayim Hayim. Yeshua is referred to as being the Mayim Hayim, the living water. In Jeremiah chapter 2 verse 13 it says, For my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and hewn them out cisterns, broken cisterns, that can hold no water. 
John chapter 4 verse 10, Yeshua answered and said unto her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that says to you, Give me to drink, you would have asked of him and he would have given you living water. Step number three is known as karpas. During karpas, parsley is dipped in salt water and eaten. The salt water represents the tears of the children of Israel in Egypt. What's the spiritual application of this? The salt water reminds us of the bitterness experienced by Yeshua in the Garden of Gethsemane. Green parsley represents resurrection and new life. Believers in Messiah are to experience new life in Him, leaving the ways of Egypt, which represent the world and the world system. In Romans chapter 6, verse 4, it is written, Therefore we are buried with Him by baptism unto death, that like as Yeshua was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk or live our lives in newness of life. Not after the old man, the old nature, and the old ways but according to the new man. Step number four is Yahat. During Yahats, you take the middle of the three pieces of matzah that will be in your matzatash bag. The matzatash bag contains three compartments, and each compartment will have a piece of matzah. You take the matzah out of the, the middle compartment, and you break the middle piece. Then you take the larger of the two broken pieces and you wrap it inside a napkin. It will then be hidden to be used later on in the Passover service as the afikomen. What is the spiritual application of this? The broken piece of matzah is called the lechem oni or the bread of affliction. It represents the death of Yeshua on the tree. Wrapping the broken piece of matzah in a napkin represents the burial of the Messiah. The bread of affliction is referred to in Deuteronomy chapter 16 verse 3. You shall eat no leavened bread with it. Seven days you shall eat unleavened bread. Eat unleavened bread, even the bread of affliction. The matzah, which is without sin, is called the bread of affliction. For you came forth out of the land of Egypt in haste. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 24 it says, when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, take, eat. This is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Yeshua said, I am that matzah. Eat of it and do it in remembrance of me. Step number five is the longest part of the Passover Seder service. It is known as Megid and the telling of the events of Passover. Megid will also be the step where we will partake and drink of the second cup. It's the fulfillment of the command of Exodus chapter 13 verse 8 that you shall show your son in that day saying, this is done because of that which the Lord did for me when I I came forth out of Egypt. A subpart of Magid is called Halakma Anya. Halakma Anya is the invitation to come and eat of the bread of affliction. The invitation is as follows. This 
is the bread of affliction which our forefathers ate in the land of Egypt. If any man is hungry, let him come and eat. If any man is in need, let him come and join in celebrating the Passover festival. This year here, next year in Jerusalem, or next year in Israel. This year slaves, next year free men. What's it referring to? Next year in Israel, next year's free men? It's referring to the Messianic era in the end of the exile of the house of Jacob and all the nations where they've been scattered. What is the spiritual or messianic application of Halakma Anya? It is the invitation to come and eat of the bread of affliction who is Yeshua. We eat of him when we believe that he is the Messiah and seek to follow after him and follow after his ways. In John chapter 6 verse 51 it is written, I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, which is believe in me, he shall live forever, have everlasting life. And the bread that I will give him is my flesh, which in Hebrew is basar, the gospel, which I will give for the life of the world. We are commanded to encourage others to believe in Yeshua and to have others eat at his table. Yeshua told a parable in Luke chapter 14 that is said this way in verse 16. Then said he unto him, A certain man made a great supper. The redemption from Egypt is celebrated with a meal, which is likened unto a great supper. And he bade many to come to this meal, this banquet. And he sent his servant at supper time, when it's time to eat, when it's time to celebrate, to say to them that were bidden, Come, come to the table, for all things are now ready. And they all, with one consent, began to make excuse. The first said, I've bought a piece of ground, and I must needs go and see it. I pray thee, have me excused. In other words, I'm busy with the things that are occupying my life. Luke 14, verse 21. So that servant came and showed his Lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry that they didn't want to come and eat at his table, said to his servant, go out quickly into the streets and the lanes in the city and bring in, look, the poor, the maimed, the halt, and the blind. If you look up who is described as being poor and blind and maimed, it is the house of Jacob and being exiled in the nations of the world. That's how they're described. So this is a commandment to bring them back to Torah and to eat at the table, to eat of Messiah and to follow his commandment. Luke 14 verse 23, and the Lord said unto the servant, go out in the highways and hedges and compel them to come in that my house may be filled. Another subpart of Megid is known as Manishtana, which is the four questions. Traditionally, the younger child present for the Passover Seder will ask these four questions. The four questions are as follows. On all other nights, we eat hametz or leavened bread and matzah, unleavened bread. So why on this night do we eat only matzah or unleavened bread? Question number two. On all other nights, we can eat any kind of vegetable. So why on this night do we eat only maror or bitter herbs? Question number three. On all other nights, we are not required to dip even once. So why on this night do we dip twice? Question number four. On all other nights, we eat sitting or reclining. So why on this night do we only recline? It is the answer to these questions is how the Passover events are told by the father to the rest of the family. The third subpart of Magid is known as Havadim Hainu. Havadim Hainu 
Inu is a remembrance that we were once slaves in Egypt, but the God of Israel redeemed his people from Egypt with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm, which is representing the Messiah. And now we are free men. There is a traditional song that is sung at this time, and the title of the song is Havadim Hainu. And the translation of the song, which is sung in Hebrew, is once we were slaves, now we are children of freedom. The next subpart of Magid is entitled the four sons. The four sons represent four different kinds of people who are in covenant relationship with the God of Israel and their attitude toward the God of Israel and their attitude toward Passover. The four sons are the wise son, the wicked son, the simple son, and the son that does not know how to ask. What is the spiritual application of the four sons? They represent four different kinds of believers in Yeshua as the Messiah. Well, that's going to conclude part two of the series on the subject, the Messianic understanding of the traditional Passover Seder. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and... Please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.